<laughs> What's going down, gang? What's going down? It's your boy Phantom Fuego. P H A N T M P H U E G O. And you are tuned into the news, views, previews, and reviews. We just the twist of his scattered point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely appreciate everybody that takes the time out because you could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. And I greatly appreciate that. Hold on one second. Now I know what some people are gonna be thinking. What you doing over there, Phantom? Drinking coffee? Hold up, ain't you in the city, New York, like like the tri-state area? Yeah. Ain't it like 90 degrees? It's about that. You drinking coffee on a 90 degree day? Oh please stop. Mad people do it. Cut it out. It's nothing. It's nothing that serious. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy Phantom Fuego. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week so far. Salute to the fathers, man. Happy Father's Day. Happy post-Father's Day. You know, had to hit up a couple BBQs and stuff. So forgive, forgive the uh, the the, uh, the slightly delayed posting. But you know, I get, I get to you. You know what I mean. Sundays and Wednesdays is when we get to it. You know how we do it. It ain't nothing to it. But if you don't catch me Sundays and Wednesdays, just make sure you set your notifications because I will go. I will post. I will update. Um. Yeah, you know, and I appreciate you guys being patient with me and working with me as uh, I continue to uh, delve into this beautiful world and be able to have this at a more, you know, fixed schedule. Um, but, you know, Sundays and Wednesdays, when we get to it, you know how we do it. It ain't nothing to it. Um, but if I miss that day, just know I am going to get you uh, that amazing episode uh, that is only made amazing because I have such a brilliant, beautiful, powerful uh, uh, inspiring, um, very fun group of people listening. Like this family we creating here is so is so deep and it's it, it's very well. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't need to get all fancy with the shit, but like it's, it's a diverse audience. There, there's the fucking word. You know what I'm saying? Once I try to just relax about it, I got a diverse audience listening, and I truly do appreciate that. Black, white, blue, purple, green, yellow, man, lady, old, young, different sexual orientations, different preferences. You know, I still listen to the kid, even though, you know, you may not agree with everything I say. You may think sometimes I'm way out the box. Y'all may think sometimes I'm just a little too crazy. But there's other times y'all think I'm I'm educating the people and I'm spitting that game and I'm dropping them jewels. And I have tons of guests on who know way more than me and who are much uh, more brilliant than I am in so many different respects and so many different lanes and, and different companies and different fields. And they're just so knowledgeable. So, you know, that that combination is what we try to bring you here. His ghetto point of view. Bring you the news, views, previews, and reviews. We just twist to his ghetto point of view. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know what I mean? Thank you so much. Please continue to send in all your questions, comments, critiques, criticisms to his ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com h-i-s-g-h-e-t-t-o 
P-O-I-N-T, his ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Please keep the questions, the comments, the love mail, the hate mail. Send me those news links. Send me the music. I got a lot of artists sending me dope music. Send me your music. Send me your new music videos. Send me the songs you're working on. Send me your behind the scenes in the studio moments. Send me the moments at your shows. Uh, if you just streaming internet-based shows, send me the links to your, your live stream of your shows. I'll definitely tune in when i'm available and can and if i can't catch the live i'll definitely catch a replay always looking for new artists to to stay abreast of not just artists here in america artists overseas too hit us up man his ghetto point of view at gmail.com i've had a lot of dope artists hit the inbox on the ig already so i definitely appreciate that and i'm gonna get back to all of you as time allows please continue to hit me up continue to keep me up to date with all the new stuff you got coming out and the new things you working on and i will definitely as time allows, uh, bring you guys on, have you guys chime in and tune in and uh, get your perspective and your ghetto point of view on this beautiful thing we do called life. It's going to be a dope show. It's going to be a dope show in the spirit of Father's Day and in appreciation to fathers. I'm going to ask some very hard questions today about fathers, fatherhood, fathering, fathership, whatever you want to call it. The role of fathers in today's society in today's world in today's western world most notably in today's western society in today's quote-unquote modern world um we're gonna have some good conversation about fathers today it's gonna be a dope show if you got some gripes with your father personally or you have gripes with the concept of fathers and their importance in the household in general this ain't the show for you it's just not come back tomorrow <laughs> like like real talk come back wednesday we'll be talking some more cryptos we'll get back into nba playoffs and you know we're gonna have a regular show on wednesday but you know we we really got to salute fucking dads today because they don't get they flowers enough they don't get enough kudos and then there's enough, enough not enough time sometimes that the fathers don't just get to get to show each other a, a, a love or an embrace uh, so you know that's the community we're gonna create here where different groups of people who have their love and their flowers and their appreciation at different times as it fucking should be you know what i'm saying like why not let's celebrate each other's differences let's celebrate what makes each other unique and diverse and beautiful and special because that's what it's about that's what it's about that is what it's about it's your boy phantom fuego and this is his ghetto point of view thanks so much to those who continue to donate as well um, I have a very dope segment coming up for you guys starting in season two. Please continue to give as much as you can. Give, 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 give. Uh, the PayPal is paypal.me slash phantom fuego. That is paypal.me slash phantom fuego. Salute to PayPal. Uh, they are amazing. And their partnerships, uh, they're really uh, stepping into the new new this new era and this new age uh boldly and I, I like what they're doing i like especially in the crypto space but so paypal.me slash phantom fuego p-h-a-n-t-m p-h-u-e-g-o all one word or on venmo at p-h-a-n-t-m phantom slash or hyphen that little dash in the middle p-h-u-e-g-o another dash 42 the number four the number two so again on venmo it's p 
P-H-A-N-T-M, Phantom, dash, P-H-A-N-T-M, Fuego, dash, 42, the number four, the number two, Phantom, Fuego, 42, Phantom, dash, Fuego, dash, 42. Appreciate the love, gang. Please continue to give. Every single donation helps us to keep this thing rocking, keep this thing rolling, keep this thing moving forward. We're going to jump into our first break, and then we're going to tap in. Fathers, man. Salute. Let's go. We got some heat for the fathers now, too, man. You dudes that ain't doing your job, y'all might not like to hear this either. You might want to tune out till Wednesday. But those who could take the hot water, let's dig in. Shit. <laughs> yeah, gang, so we back. So question, question. Um, um, question. Seriously. Did you subscribe yet? If this is your first time, welcome. If you haven't subscribed and it's only your first time, I don't understand that. But this is like your fourth or fifth time listening. Hit the notification bell so whatever platform you're on, you'll always know when the next show goes live. And make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Sundays and Wednesdays is when we get to it. You know how we do it. It ain't nothing to it. But if I miss Sunday or Wednesday because, you know, the music scene is too it's too crazy, you know, I got a lot of events going on. Know that we definitely going to get the shows in. And as long as you got your notification set, you'll see when the show goes up. But uh, generally, it's a Sunday, Wednesday vibe that we do here. And uh, we love it. We enjoy it. And we appreciate each and every person that takes the time out. Because you could be doing anything else in the world, but you're here with me. And I humbly appreciate it. I really do. But let's talk, gang. Pops, fathers, what the fuck, y'all? What the fuck? So, what you blowing on over there, Phantom? Deep breathing, deep breathing. Got some Travis cherries in the air and, uh, you know, a little CBB in the mix. That's what I do. So, let's talk, though. Our father still appreciated in 2021. And I don't mean, oh, do people say, yeah, it's nice to have a dad. Like, I mean, truly appreciated. Like, do you understand the concept of appreciating a father? Like, do you really take the time to not just give him a gift on Father's Day, but get him something you know he would like? I think that's the difference between saying thank you and being appreciative because saying thank you is nice and it's beautiful and it's it's very good manners. And I highly recommend you do it, even if you don't know the person enough to get them something that's more personalized. Be thankful. A tip. All those things are still very nice. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a great courtesy to have. That's very good. But when you are when you show true appreciation, you know what I'm saying? You take the time to learn the person. This is just his ghetto point of view. You take the time to learn the person. So when you give them something, you, they know not only is it, is it something that you, you know, you really took your time to get to know something that they would truly enjoy. Like, think about that. Think about the two of those. 
giving somebody something nice is beautiful, man. And I, I, I encourage more people to do it. Get into the just to the habit of giving and showing appreciation. Showing just you know just showing just spreading love. Get into the habit of spreading love. But there's a deeper level. Showing appreciation. Showing gratitude. Showing true gratitude. Being gracious. I am. I graciously. I graciously accept all the love and protection, and guidance and wisdom and counsel and support and kind words and sometimes stern words and and, and stern discipline when needed. Um, care, counsel and affection I get from from the man in my home or the men in my community. So how do I show my appreciation for that? Do I show my appreciation for that? And I'm not just talking to females. Like there's a lot of young brothers that benefit from the gentlemen in a community on a mentorship level, on a guidance level, on a friendship level. Do you show those older individuals or those peers of yours who may be your Maybe not your biological elder, but maybe more mature, may have their stuff together, maybe further down the road. They may have went to school. They may have went to the military. They may have picked up a trade, went to trade school. Or their father taught them trades when they were young or their moms taught them trades when they were young. Or their granddad or grand auntie taught them some trades when they was young and they was able to just jump in and start opening businesses and really getting their feet solidly planted into the ground at a young age. Um or if it's somebody that, that went through the regular regular nine to five world and then did it when they were older. And now, you know, they take you under the ring and show you guidance and advice in your local community, your church, your your YMCA, your even even your you know, people at the barbers, the barber shop, people at the you know, the people that run the your local auto mechanic shop, people that run, you know, your if the the McDonalds or the KFC and your neighborhood is ran by a black man and it's his own store. It's his own shop. If he got a laundromat in your community, a corner store, and he, you know, be putting you on the game and giving you tidbits. If he run uh, the local Piggly Wiggly, the juke joint in your community, maybe, you know, putting you on the game, giving you knowledge, run the laundromat, run a gas station in your community. There's so many black men that run a lot of amazing businesses in America that don't get the credit for it at all. Don't get the credit for it at all. If he manages some real estate, uh, shout out to my boy, Tommy, I'm about to have him come on and kick some super serious real realty game in a few days. And I think that's going to be an episode that people really, really enjoy. Shout out to my boy, Tommy. I don't want to say too much about it just yet. But I'm going to have him come on and kick some super serious realty game. And, uh, yeah, that's the type of, listen, man, this ain't, this ain't a movie, dog. His ghetto point of view is really, man, this is the show to fucking listen to. You understand me? <laughs> this is the show to fucking listen to to get your game up. But anyway, like, our, our men who who go out and do these things in this world and spread that knowledge to their communities, spread that information to the next generation are they are they appreciated like they should be are they given the level of support and i guess honor and uh i don't know in, in, encouragement or uh 
Give me a word, gang. Send me a word. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Let me know what word I'm missing right now. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. But are they giving the, the is it, are they made to feel like the weight of the community is on their shoulders? If not, why the hell not? It is. It is. The weight of the community is absolutely on their shoulders. Let that sink the fuck in. Yeah, let that marinate all the way down. The weight of the community is on the man's shoulders. Oh, no, it's not. Black women have to do so much. Black women go through so much. Black women are the backbone of the black community. Good for you. That's your opinion. It's not true, though. And if they are the backbone of the community, then it is a very shaky, wobbly, arthritic, Degenerated, crippled backbone. Oh, Phantom, why the hell did you say that, bro? What the <laughs> farfig nougat, Phantom? Check it out. The rate of sex trafficking of young black girls and some young black boys. And young brown black girls, young brown, young brown girls, and young brown boys is fucking staggering. Sex trafficking is a major problem in America. Prostitution of young people is allegedly a major problem in America, but. If we really keep it in the whole stack, the policies and the laws in this country promote prostitution, sex trafficking, child trafficking, child endangerment, child pornography, child sexual pornography, child sex trafficking, child sex work. Transporting children from state to state to do sex work. Is promoted by the laws of this country. What? What do you mean? When you get. Very little time. For kidnapping children. Or transporting minors across state lines. For adult acts. But you get tons of time. For a marijuana plant. Even if you are a non-violent offender. Meaning you never hurt a hair on anybody's head. You just sold plants. That happen to grow out the ground. With nice roses that people like to put in the ether or put into brownies. Then we have a serious problem in society. And you have to argue why are the laws set up to give you more of a penalty for a plant. Than for destroying a child's future. And possibly the futures of any children that child will have in the future. 
with all of the mental trauma and damage that child will deal with as it gets older, as it has children, as as they have children. The trauma they will deal with as they as they get older is sometimes irreparable. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't bring them back from that. But they still get older. They still live life. They still have children. They still might get married. They still may try to be married and have tons of failed relationships because of all of the trauma from not having a solid home, from not having a solid mom, from not having a solid dad, from not having a solid dad, from not having a solid father figure. To lean on, to look on, to depend upon, to emulate the behavior of, to to mock, to argue with, to debate, to to ask questions, to pick the brain up, to push, to to be mad at, to shove, to to yell at, to to hug and cry on, to to depend on, to lean on. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have that, it's a tragedy. It's an absolute tragedy. And are the dads that are doing that, that are that are filling that role in their children's lives, are they freaking appreciated? Are they truly, truly appreciated in this world today? Because I know I just said a goddamn mouthful. But the dope part about this show is you could run it back a million times. You dig me? Is that appreciated today? Are we... Do we give enough homage to Baba, to Papa, the old father, Big Daddy, Granddaddy, Granddad, to Big Uncle, Uncle So-and-so, Pops, Step Pops, Father, Dad, Daddy, Papi, Papo. Are they giving enough homage? Let's think about that. I would say no. I would say not at all. I would say if we really being honest about it, there's no way we could think that we give enough honor, respect, homage, gratitude, show enough appreciation, really take the time to learn the individuals that do so much for us, not only on a personal level, but on a community level, And say thank you back, truly. And again, you don't have to be doing it in no big level. Are you doing it in your home? Because that's where it starts, and that's the most important place. And if everybody was doing better in their home, it would reflect out in our better community. Because people would be walking around with better attitudes, better dispositions, more inspiration, more humility, more humanity, more empathy, Exercising better restraint, making more clear-headed decisions. All of these things would be reflected in the community if they were starting at home. If they were starting at home, if they were starting in the house, if they were starting with the heads of the family, if they were starting with a good dad. Do we show appreciation for all of that? Do we really reflect on how heavy a job and a task that is and how proudly 
most men take on that mantle. Of course there's fuckboys out here. We gonna get to them today. Oh, we gonna get to them today. Don't think they get the running fucking hot. But but are we giving enough appreciation? Are we showing enough humble, heartfelt, soul deep gratitude for those who make our lives better? For those who try to make our communities brighter, those who throw the barbecues, those who put together the back to school jams, those who give out the free haircuts to the kids to get them right, free book bags, notebooks, calculators, loose leaf, what have you, free little tablets, might not be the best tablet in the world, but try to get the kids a little something. Free Chromebooks, tournaments, throw a tournament for the summer to keep the kids doing something positive. If you can't do it Monday to Friday because you work or you doing it on the weekend, taking time away from your personal fan. Helping build up your personal fan's dreams, whether those be businesses or you got a kid that wants to play ball, but he's not good. So you out there or you out there with her. You out there with them every morning early. I seen that when I was heading out this morning. I seen I was I was out early in the morning, like 830. I seen a dude out there with his son going to the park. I said, yeah, that's a beautiful fucking thing. And it's the day after Father's Day. And he doing that. You know why? You know what that says to me? That says to me that, oh, that's not something he just started on Father's Day. No, because the kid was bopping he wasn't having to take the kid by the hand they both bopping together to the ballpark he's dribbling the ball the kid following behind that says to me that's something they normally do that's something they that's that's a routine that they regularly have that's time he takes out of his day to pass on something that his son can take and use and either enjoy just in high school as a hobby or take fall and, you know, try to play for a college scholarship or even overseas. You know, that's that's a that's a transition of a of a skill from one person to another. Something may be like, it's just a game. No, there's so much taught in that time, whether it's boxing, football, basketball. Baseball, hockey, lacrosse, chess. Sitting around tinkering on a car, helping them learn how to build engines, helping them learn how to fix an automobile, helping them learn how to wield, weld things together, helping them learn how to be a locksmith, helping them learn how to be a plumber, an electrician, a carpenter, a roofer, helping them learn how to do landscaping. When fathers take the time to pass those tools along, those lessons along, those teachable moments along. Like, number one, they are creating a bond with the child that that child will appreciate and cherish till the day they fucking die. Number two, they are making life so much better for that child and so much better for that community in a multitude of ways. Here's why. Because if that child is out there with said parent, that child is outside supervised. 
nine times out of ten, if the child is outside in a supervised fashion, they are less likely to get into something mischievous unless the parent is outside participating in the mischievous behavior with said child. Then that parent needs a roundhouse kick to the motherfucking face. Roadhouse Peter Griffin style. Roadhouse. You know what I'm saying? He needs one of those. One of those. Or she needs one of those. Roadhouse. Because I do not care. All the parents, all them parents, all of they will catch a swift roundhouse kick if they out there encouraging their children to get into the shits, as we like to call it, to get into shenanigans, to get into problematic behavior, to get into problems in their life, to get into things that are not necessary. They all should get kicked off a goddamn cliff, a la in 300. This is Sparta style. Leonidas kicked the fucking messenger right in the boom you can't fucking kick a mess motherfucker I don't give a god damn it <laughs> you ain't going back you ain't going back nigga you, you, you can't do this to the messenger this is this ain't fucking grease nigga you can't tell me what the fuck to do <laughs> this is Sparta Fucking bad parents off the cliff. <laughs> off the god damn it. So when a dad is really on his shit, are we giving him enough credit, y'all? We ain't have to kick him off the fucking cliff, Leonidas style. The motherfucker is there. Not only just there, is he he's active. Like this dude, like like, I hope that motherfucker had the best Father's Day yesterday. Because if he didn't, and he's still up at 8 in the goddamn fucking morning with his son. Let, don't let him have one of these women that's... Niggas is like, Fanny, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all know how I, I can get passionate about this stuff, guys. Don't let them have one of them women clicking and snapping and snaring and snoring. Clicking and snapping and snaring and snoring. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't let them have one of those. Clicking and snapping and snaring and snoring. <laughs> clicking and snapping and snaring and snoring. <laughs> no. No, not one of those, and then be up at eight. But you know what's crazy? You know what's really what's really crazy, y'all? Is that is not that is not a far fetched story. That is not a far fetched thing to imagine. A woman being nasty, damn near snarling at a man as he gets the fuck up early as fuck in the morning to take their children to play ball, to run the park. To learn football, to run routes, to learn the box, to learn baseball, to learn to learn golf, a la Tiger Woods, to learn tennis, a la Venus and Serena, to learn boxing, a la Floyd Mayweather, Zab Judah. Zab Judah tells about his father. His father was a fucking black belt, multiple degree black belt. His father was a bad man. Taught him all of that shit. Come on. 
He applied it to the boxing world. Made him fucking dangerous. Walking lightning. His dad did that. Mayweather, we already see the story of Mayweather's dad, Mayweather's uncle. That is a long line and a tradition. They had Mayweather from three and four. Wearing his little fucking ass out. Beating the shit out of him. But in the midst of the ring. Teaching him how to slide and slip. Taking, I bet he, oh my God, the punches he must have took as a little nigga. <laughs> Just think about it. The punches he must have took. You don't get, you don't get that nice. You do not get that nice. Sliding, slipping, swinging, swaying. This motherfucker look like he walking on ice in the ring and everybody else is moving in quicksand. This nigga look like he be out there skating for the Olympics. Motherfucker is Michelle Kwan in the motherfucking boxing ring. You understand me? <laughs> Motherfucker is Michelle fucking Kwan. For those that don't know, Michelle Kwan was like this really amazing Olympic skater. Like just, just, just fucking Google like some Michelle Kwan when you get a second. I think it's K W A N. But anyway, any real fucking fly ass fucking figure skater. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker be looking like he's damn near sliding through niggas punches. You don't think he used to take fucking haymakers? You know he used to, oh, oh, when he see them punches coming now, he, this motherfucker is Neo in the Matrix. God damn it. And that didn't start anywhere. That didn't start. I'm sure he, he was born with innate skills, but a lot of that innate skill that was passed on to him was passed on in the genetic code of other motherfuckers who put in work. So yeah, he was born ready to be a beast. But that's because he was born into an environment of animals. Dudes who had been putting in that work. You look at the the boxing records of his uncle and his like his uncle was damn near undefeated too. His uncle was a fucking problem in the ring. The Mayweather boys don't play no games. Play no games. That is a lineage. That is a lineage. That you know how many hours spending time dedicating it to the craft of not just showing you the craft, but making sure you're in the right headspace. Making sure you're the right type of individual. As much as people get on Mayweather, Mayweather ain't out here beating on women. Mayweather ain't out here really getting so drugged up that he gotta go to rehab and take three and five years away from his boxing prime. And Mayweather ain't out here being no blood or no crip or, you know what I'm saying, leading gangs and taking his money and trying to reinvested into guns and drugs and trying to run the community as some big drug overlord gangster he is doing none of those things with his money as far as we fucking know whatever he's doing under the table not putting his name on it what, what can you say but as far as oh mayweather got arrested with 
10 guns and 15 pounds of cocaine coming from Nicaragua. When have we fucking heard the story? Never. You know why? I am... Whatever we feel about his family, whatever we feel about him, oh, he's uneducated, he's illiterate, he, he signs his name a duck, and all these things allegedly that have come out, you know, between him and 50 Cent going back and forth, and him having beefs with other people, and other people, you know, trying to talk about him and say, you know, he's illiterate, he can't read and write, and so on and so forth. Dirk Nowitzki is illiterate. No one talks about it. Huh? What? Dirk Nowitzki. Watch the documentary on Dirk and Whiskey. This dude really can't read and write past a certain grade level. His mom's and him be having to do all the work for him. This dude damn near has a castle in Germany that he lives in. Does anybody say, oh, Dirk Nowitzki, ho, ho, he can't read and write. No, they say Dirk Nowitzki was a champion for the Dallas Mavericks. This dude is one of the best basketball players ever, one of the purest jump shooters ever, one of the greatest white boy ball players ever. Dude probably has some equity in the Dallas Mavericks right now. Mark Cuban probably gave him that fucking castle. Like, nobody says anything ill about that man. Nobody says, oh, that man's illiterate and this and that. This dude literally admitted, yo, I can't really read and write like that. My mom and him be having to do all my paperwork and ah, Hold his jump shot though. One-legged. Splash. Hold his jump shot though. One-legged. Splash. Hold this jump shot though. One foot. Awkward leg. Wrong leg. Splash. Dirk fucking Nowitzki. I'm an NBA champion. I'm a legend. One ring champ, but still. Put people on posters for a long time. Looking like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo with the best jump shot you have seen on a white boy in a long while. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't want to hear that shit about Mayweather and he might be this, he can't read that, ah, ah, ah. Yes, education is important. Come on, I got an MFA. Of course, I believe education is important. I'm damn near a doctorate out in these streets and may go back for my doctorate. We'll see what happens. So I believe very much in education, but I know education is not formal, standardized in school. That particular structure of education, that particular format of education is not for everybody. Some people need to hit the school of hard knocks and learn for themselves. But more, the best type of learning that people can do is really that hands-on learning under the safe watch of those who are experts in the field. When you can get that type of tutoring, that type of counseling, that type of one-on-one from people who really know the game, man, you are being set up for such success, man. They tell stories about Jamal Murray from... Of the Denver Nuggets, young superstar on the rise in the league. How his pop shoes just be out there with him in the cold, shooting daggers, splash, having to shoot out in the cold. Daggers, daggers, daggers in the cold, in the cold, in the cold. Pistol Pete Maravich, his dad, had making him all these crazy, insane drills. Like, do we really appreciate? That when a father does that for a son, oh, he's being mean to us. Do we appreciate? Like we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't really do to give these dudes they fucking flowers, man. Do we? Lavar Lavar Ball is a perfect example of this right now. This kid, this gentleman, this 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 man, my senior. This gentleman has two boys. 
that were top five picks, top three picks, literally. Fuck top five. They were top three picks in the NBA. Never been done before. If he was white, he would be on somebody's NBA staff. It wouldn't matter what he said out his mouth. I don't care what anybody feels about that. Because it's not just the fact that he put boys in the NBA and, oh, they are just his sons. The man literally ran his own basketball league. You can say the level of success was middle, whatever. He tried it. He executed and had games all around the world. Players, people put their lives in his hands. They got on planes. They played games. They got on buses. They returned home safely with money for playing a game. Many of them got contracts to play in bigger leagues. Playing in his league. Many of them got contracts to play in bigger leagues, playing in his league. Before that, he was just a trainer, being paid to train other people's children while also training his own. Before that, this man made an NFL team. Before that, this man was a college basketball athlete, college football athlete as well. Oh, I'm sorry, no, he was just a college basketball athlete. He didn't play football in college but still made an NFL practice team for multiple seasons. Still made an NFL team. I don't care if he didn't hit the field. Like, we we really don't understand the level of insane dedication, discipline it takes to even get that far. From being someone who started from such humble beginnings. We do we appreciate, do we honor, do we pay homage, do we humbly give thanks, do we show appreciation? And again, if you can give thanks regularly, you don't really know the person, I understand, but you see them doing their thing, they a basketball coach, they the soccer coach, they throw barbecues, they a DJ, and they throw the give back party, and they the, they run the local barbershop, and they give back haircuts every school year. Do you do, give them a card, donate, say thank you. They 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 run the, 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 barb, the book barbershop thing, so all the kids that be chilling in the barbershop with their parents while they waiting to get their hair cut or waiting for the parents to finish getting their hair cut or braided or what have you, they got the books there. How much do we say thank you? They run the, they run the local AAU team and don't ask for a dime. They teach the kids how to just sell candy and stuff and use the donations, the proceeds to pay for the kids to travel all over the damn country. So they can get some scholarships to some D1, D2, or D3 schools. So they can get an education. So they can give back to their parents, their family, and their community. Do they run the PAL? Oh, fuck the police. Fuck the police. Man, fuck some of y'all, man. This shit is bullshit. Every cop ain't a bad person. and Everybody who ain't a cop ain't about the community. So that's where we at. You don't like that I said that? Again, this platform ain't for you. Because there's a lot of cops that's great fucking dads. And I'm not about to discredit them because it makes you feel good. There's a lot of cops that ain't even that never shot one bullet in their whole fucking career. 
So I'm not about to discredit all of them because you don't like the bad cops, the fucked up cops. You don't like your community is bad. And you want to find some new scapegoat for your fucked up bad community. Don't worry, my my community is fucked up and bad too, but I'm not trying to find a scapegoat for it. I know that there are many cops that contribute to the fucked up condition of my community, but there are many cops who also try to help it. I know there are many people who aren't cops who don't help the, the fucked up condition of my community and do a lot to contribute to the fucked up condition of my community. So I see it on both sides and I'm not going to pretend that I'm not going to pretend to not appreciate the good work law enforcement does in my community, but I am going to call out the fuckery too. But there are good cops. There are bad cops. There are good fathers. There are bad fathers. There are bad cops who are good fathers. There are hustlers and people who do dirt in the street who are pretty good fathers as well, whether we want to deal with that or not. There are people who do great things for their community who are the best of fathers because not only are they doing good work in their home, but then they're doing good work in their community. So there's different shades to this rainbow. But do we appreciate the dads that really get out here and set a good example for their children and also are a good example in the home. And I don't care how they really get in their money, to be honest with you, because I've been put in a lot of different positions in my life, family, and I can't really sit here and judge a motherfucker at this point in my life, gang. Like, I used to not judge motherfuckers. Then getting all, I'm not going to lie, getting all Muslim-y, I started being real judgy on motherfuckers. And that shit wasn't never how I was. And now I'm at a, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was that was cool for when I was in my young days. And I still do judge things and I still do critique things. And I still feel there are severe, huge problems in my community. But one thing I will not judge is how a person gets to their bag, even if I feel that they are a problem in the community with how they get to their bag. I just say, you know, whatever outcomes they get, they got to deal with that. If they go to jail, if they get shot... You know what I'm saying? They got to deal with that. And I feel true people that's really about that street shit, they already know what time it is. <clears throat> My issue is the motherfuckers who want to be about that street shit, but then want the protection of law. And what do I mean? Do I mean somebody who's just selling weed or somebody who's just, you know, moving some drugs? No. I mean, if you really in them streets, if you robbing people, if you busting guns, if you being violent. Then you just, if you raping people, you kidnapping people, you running down on people, you running up on people, you you doing, you doing bids, you, you you taking taking contracts, and you really about that life. You know what I'm saying? You really living that life. You live by that. You die by that. You selling some. You know what I mean? You moving some things in your community. You're not. If you're not being violent about it, you're not robbing other people's stash. You're not. Stitching to the cops to get other people taken down. You out here just minding your business, doing your thing on your one, too. If you're not hurting anybody, you're not selling people death. I'm not mad at you for moving some pounds or some flowers. I'm not mad at you. Like, to be honest with you, I'm not even mad at you for moving cocaine. You know what I'm saying? Moving mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? When you start Now, if you start moving crack, you start moving heroin. You know what I'm saying? You start moving some of them pills. I might be like, damn, you know, they might... They, I might say, you know, there's other ways for you to get to it, but you're not violently hurting people. People are coming to you and paying you to put themselves in that predicament. Now, if those people are hurting other people to get to that, 
it's like, damn, you know, you, you might be contributing to a problem in your community that you might want to reflect on yourself. But I'm not about to sit here and counsel you on that because that's not my job. What I will say is selling crack to your own fucking community is whack. Perhaps go sell that shit up the road or down the block because there's a light. A lot of people who don't look like you, who don't live in your community, who will buy that shit off of you and will probably pay you more so you can bring it to them safely. Just saying, I don't know this from personal experience, seeing it in enough movies, you know, you don't have to sell it in your community. You can sell that shit up the road. You can sell that shit in the business sector. And I literally mean you can sell that shit in the business motherfreaking sector of your city. You can sell that shit in the colleges of your city. You don't have to sell it in your community and take people who already don't have nothing and put them in a worse predicament. That's just Phantom's perspective on it. His ghetto point of view. I do not condone selling anything illegally, nor do I condone doing anything illegal for money the views and opinions expressed by phantom are just jokes and do not reflect spotify anchor or any of the other affiliated <laughs> streaming platforms this is just me talking his shit on his ghetto point of view and nothing i say should be construed as legal advice job advice career advice or counseling on what you should do with your free time or your money now that I said all that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to judge nobody for what they do, but, you know, don't shit where you sleep. Don't shit where you sleep. Just That's just my cup of tea on that. But anyway, this has been a very dope segment. Show appreciation. Show appreciation. Do you show appreciation? If you don't show appreciation, consider showing more appreciation. Consider humbly showing gratitude. Consider being mindful. Of everything that's done for you, of everything that is done for the community, of everything that's done for your household. You might be surprised how blessed and fortunate you realize you are. You might be surprised. You might be taking someone or something for granted. And, you know, they might need an extra hug, an extra kiss, an extra ladies. You might have to give your man some extra knop knop, some extra top top. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Get your, get, your, get your throat wet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give him a little dessert with his breakfast. A little dessert with his dinner. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Show people that you appreciate them. Give them their flowers while they're still here. Not just the flowers you want them to have. But if there are things that they regularly show interest in, show appreciation for, consider those things as well. As long as they're within... Uh, your means and they're within reason have conversations everything don't always have to be a surprise you would be surprised how much of a surprise it would be for somebody for you to be like hey I see you've been wanting this such and such is coming up I've been saving up something I don't have enough for that particular thing but what's something that we could get within this range that you might like you might be pleasantly surprised a, how much they'll appreciate that you was really thinking and going hard to try to do that for them. And B, how much appreciation will be reciprocated to you even more so. And if you already get so much, why not? It's not going to hurt. Who cares if it's his or her own money that you're giving back, their own money that you're giving back to them. They will appreciate it. I promise you. I don't even care if you just work from home or you don't have a job. You're just on an allowance or y'all just split the finances, however it is. I promise you, 
It'll be appreciated if done right way. Need help? Email me. I got you. We can plan this together for your significant other. They will truly appreciate it. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. We can even make a segment out of it and, you know, show the love for your significant other right here on the show. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. H I S G H E T T O P O I N T. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. That is his ghetto point of view at gmail.com and you can always hit me up on instagram as well hgpov show his ghetto point of view show his ghetto point of view podcast etc we on the interwebs man you could catch us and we could talk and build and politic and figure out how you want to do this thing you know you know you know and uh yeah make it something special for your peoples but because that's we really got to give people their flowers before they get up out of here and especially men man Brothers is not getting their flowers enough, and it's trash, and it sucks. Brothers is committing suicide. Brothers is going deep into these bottles, going deep into these really heavy drugs, man. They want to smoke and smoke. You know, that's that's one thing, but, you know, it's, it's getting a lot deep out here than it used to be. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with the depressed state of males because they feeling that there's no love for them out here, but they are constantly demanded so much from constantly so much is demanded from them yet so little is often given to them in return and so little thanks is often given and sometimes you'll be surprised the littlest of thanks the littlest shows of sincere gratitude gentlemen ladies people family can help a person recharge their batteries and help them tackle the day help them feel better you never know what somebody's going through and those things can truly save a life, can literally save a life. We'll take a break. We'll be back. This is his ghetto point of view. It's about fathers today, man. Let's keep talking. Let's go. <laughs> yeah so as always thank you so much for listening rocking and vibing gang please send all questions comments critiques criticisms to his ghetto point of view at gmail.com his ghetto point of view at gmail.com h-i-s-g-h-e-t-t-o-p-o-i-n-t his ghetto point of view at gmail.com shout out to grandma's goodies Grandma's got the best goodies. Hit them up. You in the NYC area. Whew. Grandma's got the best goodies. At Grandma's Goodies on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Grandma's Goodies with a Z. Grandma's with a Z and Goodies with a Z. Whew. They got the best goodies. Shout them out, man. They always throwing us some dope love bags. Anyway, shout to AJ's Kitchen for the amazing platters and they always bringing through the sample platters always bringing through all the good food and the good eats uh try their vegan jamaican patty um it tastes amazing it's absolutely delicious you can have it with cheese or without cheese all vegan of course 
check them out aj's kitchen at gmail.com and they got taco tuesday on lock who's got taco tuesday on lock they got taco tuesday on lock check them out for your taco tuesdays aj's kitchen at gmail.com aj's kitchen happiness served order up proudly serving the nyc area uh they got taco tuesday on smash you can check them out on instagram and twitter as well a-J-S-K-I-T-C-H-I-N-N A-J's Kitchen at gmail.com Happiness served, order up Also don't forget They've got the kids vegan goodie game In a chokehold Gummy bears, cookies Try their double dutch cookies Shh The kids will never know it's vegan A-J's Kitchen, happiness served Order up, be right back Yeah, we back, we back. So as always, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for joining and I appreciate it. Make sure you hit that notification bell if you enjoy what you're hearing so you can be alerted every time we go live. And if this is your third or fourth time listening, what are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe, bang on that heart, hit that like, let us know that you love the show. Leave a review on your platform if your platform allows you to leave a review. Share the show out, share your favorite episode out, no matter how old it is, no matter which one it was, uh, what guests we had on, etc. Share your favorite episode out on your social platform that you like to rock and vibe on and let people know tell a friend to tell a friend wednesdays and sundays is when we get to it you know how we do it it ain't nothing to it uh but on this very dope father's day special we continue to usa today.com article sorry harvard fathers uh sorry harvard and i guess that's uh, referencing harvard university fathers still matter including Black fathers, black children from two parent homes do better than children from single parent homes when it comes to prison, poverty and graduating college. This article is by Ian Rowe and Brad Wilcox from June 17th, 2021. The culture wars over family structure that raged in the 20th century wars over single parenthood, marriage and the importance of fathers seem to have ended in the early in the early 21st century, from academia to the policy world, most sensible people acknowledged the importance of strong and stable families. Hailing from the ivory tower in 2015, scholars from Brookings and Princeton reported on the new scientific consensus. Most scholars, sorry guys, most scholars now agree To quote, most scholars now agree that children raised by two biological parents and a stable marriage do better than children in families, forms and other family forms across a wide range of outcomes. This is a report from Princeton, guys. This is a report from Princeton University. Scholars from Brookings and Princeton, two extremely well Respected universities and the public, the article continues in the public square. The consensus view about the importance of fathers was best articulated by Barack Obama in speeches at churches and colleges across the country. Now, y'all know how I feel about Barack, but I'm going to let this USA Today article continue. He underlined the value of fathers for kids and his own dedication to breaking the cycle of fatherlessness he experienced as a boy. All right, Barack. We're not going to go there today, though. And so my whole life, I've tried to be for Michelle and my girls. What my father was not for my mother and me. 
He told the graduates of Morehouse College in 2013, I want I want to break that cycle where a father is not at home, where a father is not helping to raise that son or daughter. I want to be a better father, a better husband, a better man. No one could doubt that President Obama understood how much fathers matter for their kids. The quote unquote myth of the two parent home. But now progressives are calling into question even the even the kids benefit from father's argument Obama made so powerfully and poignantly. This month, for instance, the Harvard Gazette ran an article entitled Why Living in a Two-Parent Home Isn't a Cure-All for Black Students. Written by Harvard sociologist Christina Cross, it spotlights her research showing that poor black kids with two parents do not do better on a few educational outcomes compared to their peers with single parents. Is that right? We're going to check that article out, Miss Harvard Gazette. We're going to check that motherfucker out. It spotlights her research showing that poor black parents and a two-parent. Cross's article echoed themes from an earlier article, The Myth of the Two-Parent Home, that she published in the New York Times that claimed living apart from a biological parent does not carry the same cost for black youths as for their white peers. But how does that make sense? Oh, we're going to read both your articles, Miss Cross, and we're going to deal with that next week. Just tell me how. So you're saying that b- white students don't fare as well when they don't have two, two parents, but it doesn't affect black students as much? Okay. I mean, listen, that's your premise. We'll dig into the science and we'll see. This Harvard research is part and parcel of a larger effort to call into question the idea that married two-parent families matter not just for black children but indeed all children in an atlantic article celebrating family diversity the sociologist pamela braboy jackson said all our research points to the fact that it is equally it is the quality of the relationship that matters and the handling of communication and conflict and the number of people in the household is not really the key for the welfare of our kids Interesting. There's only one problem with this revisionist effort that relies on cherry picking a few findings to fit its narrative. It and again, this is a this is a you know this is an opinion article, guys. So of course they're gonna throw some shots. It obscures the full truth from the sciences about the importance of two parent families for both kids. Excuse me, gang. Excuse me, gang. Excuse me, gang. Excuse me, gang. Apologize for that. Apologize for that. A new report from the Family Institute co-authored by us with sociologist Wendy Wang finds large differences between black kids raised by their own two parents compared to their peers raised by single parents, primarily single mothers. Uh, Black children raised by single parents are three times more likely to be poor compared to the black children raised by their own married parents. I mean, I would think this is just something we would know, no? We don't know this? If you have parents married... It's going to be a better outcome. Anyway, black children raised by single parents are three times more likely to be poor. Three times. 
compared to black children raised by their own married parents. Black boys are almost half as likely to end up incarcerated, 14% for intact, 23% for a single parent, and twice as likely to go on and graduate from college, 21% for intact, 12% for a single parent. If they are raised in a home with, with their two parents, sorry, gang, pardon, apologize for that once again. If they are raised in a home with their two parents compared to boys raised by just one parent. Parallel, let me read that again. Because a new point, a new report for, from the Institute for Family Studies, co-authored by us with the sociologist Wendy Wang, finds large differences between black kids raised by their own two parents compared to their peers raised by single parents, primarily single mothers. Black children raised by single mothers, single parents, excuse me, are three times more likely to be poor compared to black children raised by their own married parents. And of course, again, it's primarily single mothers. Black boys are almost half as likely to end up incarcerated, 14% for intact homes or a home with two married parents uh, versus 23% for a single parent home and twice as likely to go on to graduate from college, 21% for an intact home. And again, they're identifying an intact home as a home with two parents who are two biological married parents. Uh, if they are raised in a home with their two parents compared to boys raised by just one parent, you get these differences. Parallel patterns obtained for girls. Equally striking, we also found that black children from stable two-parent homes do better than white children from single-parent homes when it comes to their risk of poverty or prison and their odds of graduating from college. Why, why would that be equally shocking? I would imagine a white child from a single parent home would just have it, would have it just as bad. I don't know. Young, uh, 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 if, a, if, a, if it's a white impoverished child, it's going to go through some fucked up shit too. Young white men from single parent families, for instance, are more likely to end up in prison than young black men from intact two parent homes. That again would make sense. Ironically, the work of another scholar just across the Harvard campus from Cross Raj Chetty also refutes the idea that black fathers don't matter. Chetty and his colleagues set out to determine the most powerful neighborhood factors behind the gap in economic mobility for poor black and white boys. The biggest factor, the fraction of low income black fathers present in a neighborhood. In other words, poor black boys in neighborhoods with lots of black fathers were significantly more likely to realize the American dream. So even if you come from a poor family, having a father there, a stable father there, makes it more likely for you to ascend poverty and realize the American dream. So it's not just the money that the father provides that matters. It's his guidance, his leadership, having that second person in the home, seeing how a man and a woman can work together to build up a home because it's almost like watching two people operate a business together if you can see people work in a team and work in tandem and deal with good and bad and conflict resolve move forward keep winning keep pushing struggle get bumps get bruises cry hug argue laugh and move forward 
those things help you as a child to deal with the ups and downs of life, the hurdles, the climbs, the mountains, the vicissitudes, as they would say, you know, as the good books say. The value of stable families, fathers, research like this has kept some influential thinkers and journalists on the left defending the scientific consensus about marriage, fatherhood and family. To quote, I think that half of my political spectrum, the left half, too often dismissed the importance of family structure, noted New York Times columnist David Lon Leonhardt, responding to another of Chetty's studies, partly out of the worthy of a worthy desire to come to celebrate the heroism of single parents. Progressives too often downplay family structure. Social science is usually messy, with correlation and causation difficult to separate. But the evidence, when viewed objectively, points strongly to the value of two parent households. So the next time you come across a study from Harvard or some other ivory tower academic trying to cast shade on the idea that fathers matter for kids, you'd be better off just reprising the wisdom articulated by our 44th president on this matter for Father's Day in 2018, which is as relevant for Father's Day in 2021. To quote, all of the rocks upon which we build our lives, we are reminded today that family is the most important. We know the statistics that children who grow up with a, without a father are five times more likely to live in poverty and commit crime. They are more likely to have behavioral problems or run away from the home or become teenage parents themselves. And the foundations of our community are weaker because of it. Mm. It's an article in USA Today. It's just published a few days ago. Sorry, Harvard. Fathers still matter, including black fathers. This is his ghetto point of view, bringing you the news, views, previews, and reviews. Which has the twist of his ghetto point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Please continue to donate, gang. PayPal, it's paypal.me slash phantom fuego. Paypal.me slash phantom P-H-A-N-T-M Fuego P-H-U-E-G-O That again is Phantom P-H-A-N-T-M Fuego P-H-U-E-G-O And on Venmo It's Phantom P-H-A-N-T-M Fuego P-H-U-E-G-O 42 but there's dashes in between. So it's Phantom dash Fuego dash 42. And that's numbers, the number four, the number two. Appreciate you, gang, so much. Please continue to give every single penny, nickel, dime that's given is appreciated. Goes a long way to help us keeping this show rocking, rolling, and moving forward. This has been such an incredible episode. This is really dope. We'll be right back. <laughs> what's going on gang what's going on as i said thank you so much please continue to like share and subscribe uh tell a friend to tell a friend wednesdays and sundays is when we get to it you know how we do it it ain't nothing to it tell a friend to tell a friend check us out let them know his ghetto point of view is the dopest podcast in the world all right and uh thank you so much for those who continue to donate via paypal and venmo it's so much appreciated. It's so, so appreciated. It's so, so appreciated. As I'm recording this now, joints is coming in. And a lot of people try to stay anonymous and keep it low-key. But I really do appreciate you guys. And, uh, I, you know, I do send you guys the 
the love bags and, you know, the, the nice little gifts from the show. But I would love to have some of you on. Uh, that one to be, of course, I know you guys be trying to stay low key and, you know, anonymous and, you know, too cool for school and, you know, smooth grooving. So I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, we got to do a, a fan appreciation so soon. Probably for sure. Maybe, maybe. I, I'm not going. I'm gonna let it manifest. I'm not. I'm not gonna talk too deep on it just yet. We are gonna see how this goes. I'm gonna do one more article showing love to the dads because this is Dad Appreciation Day here at his ghetto point of view, bringing you the news, views, previews, and reviews with just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Ooh, 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 ooh. And of course, I could talk about how I was wrong about the finals and the 76ers got eliminated by the Hawks. Listen, I could talk about all that. On Wednesday, I'll still be wrong. The Hawks will still have gotten eliminated. I will still have to eat my words. All that shit is factual. And it'll still be factual on Wednesday. So, again, if you ain't about the talking about black fathers, get the freak up off my line today. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, so, one last article, guys. The Nevada Current. Uh, the Myth of the Absent Black Father by Christopher Stewart. This is an article from June 20th, yesterday. I'm, I'm a black man. I'm a, I am black. I am a father. I love my children like nobody's business. I will not be invisible. Go ahead, Chris. I make this simple declaration because even though involved black fathers are the norm in the lives of black children, we are dogged by a defamatory narrative about our supposed absenteeism. Are there black fathers not taking their responsibilities seriously? Of course. Does that mean that black fathers overall should be stereotyped as irresponsible? Only if you're detached from the realities and the nuances of black life. The quote-unquote black fatherlessness anthem is sung mostly by conservatives eager to summarily dismiss empirically true claims of structural racism. What? Deadbeat dad noir is their reliable weapon of choice to extinguish claims that the white power structure harms blacks. Need an example. Look at right-wing social media influencer Candace Owens' testimony before Congress that there is no such thing as white supremacy and that blacks need to focus on our real problems. The biggest issue facing black America is father absence. She said in the presence of black fathers who are elected officials, Journalists, authors, and tourists. So hold up. I was on your side for a few minutes, brother, but it seems like now you're about to just spew some rhetoric. There is a black father absence issue that is a bigger issue than some of the other issues we like to bring up in our community. Black fathers being absent contributes to poverty crime, violence, bad behavior, lawlessness, etc., etc., etc. Not sure how you can debate that. Right-wing politicians and media often point to 72% of black babies born to unmarried mothers, the highest rate of any American subgroup, as definitive group that if proof that if anything is holding blacks back, it is the dereliction more than anything. If we only didn't have daddy issues, we wouldn't experience gaps in income, wealth, education, and justice outcomes. 
But he's saying that like that's not a real big issue. The media is also complicit in erasing the contribution of black fathers. For instance, the 2017 University of Illinois study on black families commissioned by Color of Change and Family Story found that the, that media outlets promoted racially biased portraits and myth and myths that pathologize black families and idealize white families, pathologize black families and idealize white families with respect to poverty and crime. At worst, media outlets amplified those inaccurate depictions for political and financial gain. If your goal is to understand black people rather than simply to marginalize them for claiming our country has yet to live up to its values of equal opportunity, then you'll have to start seeing black fathers who are hiding in plain sight. Hmm. I mean, I hear what you're trying to say, but I felt that the using Candace Owens and stuff was not necessary because, I mean, you don't have to agree with everything Candace Owens says. But she speaks up for black fathers quite often. And the fact that we need more black fathers in the homes. She regularly quotes Barack Obama's 2008 speech, uh, which you guys also heard parts of in this and the earlier article that we just read. So, you know, I, I understand your position. Good, bro. Um, but it just seems like you're you're kind of taking shots at politicians and media pundits and political analysts or political you know, political pundits, when you could just talk about how you're a dope like that. Just me, just me, just my my opinion. The media also is complicit. Okay, first honest debate about us should start by admitting that the majority of black dads, about 2.5 million of around 4.2 million, live with their children. And of fathers who live with their children, black fathers are the most involved, which is also a fact. I am a father of four children, three boys and a girl. I have been intentional about not only raising them, but protecting their freedom and joy. I want them to grow up in a world where they see possibilities, not limitations. My presence in their life doesn't make me an exception. Many of the black men I know are active, engaged, and connected to their children. That's our norm. See us. Like, I literally agree with that. Again, I was just talking about the guy taking his kid out to ball this morning. But to pretend like we don't have a huge amount of fathers absent from the home and that there's not a prison industrial comp. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn because, yes, I do understand what he's saying about, oh, Candace Owens tries to play. He feels Candace Owens is trying to play down the narrative of racism in our country. And I don't think that's what she does. I think she understands that racism exists. I think she says that racism isn't the biggest problem that we have as African-Americans, black Americans, indigenous and autochthonous people, Moors, uh, whatever you calling yourself. I think she's just saying that that is not the, you know, Nuwabians, Hebrew Israelites, whatever you identify as. I think West Indians, Caribbeans, whatever. I think Candace Owens' thing is that that's not our biggest problem. Even people like Killer Mike, T.I., etc., have had to agree with a lot of her statements um, because, yes, the, the father absenteeism is a huge issue. It's a very big issue. It's a very big problem. And any group of people who have absentee fathers, white poor people, black poor people, Asian poor people, Korean poor people, etc., insanely increase the chance of their children having much poor outcomes in life. I mean, this is just across the board. It doesn't matter white, black blue, brown, purple, green, yellow. Is there an exorbitant amount of that going on in the black community? A thousand percent. 
Does it have a lot to do with a lot of the issues that the black community has faced for hundreds of years in this country? 800,000%. There is also the caveat, though, of, okay, what have we done differently? What is going on differently? And that's something that Candace Owens talks about. Even during slavery, during Jim Crow, during all of that, we had a huge marital rate in our community. We had a huge marital rate. Even during Jim Crow, during slavery, we were married at a rate of 82% in the black community. This is something Candace Owens talks about all the time. So it's very interesting. Nobody brings up these things. Candace Owens constantly preaches that we had a marital rate in the black community, even during slavery, even during Jim Crow, motherfuckers being removed from plantations and sent to other plantations. Even during that time, we had a marital rate of 82%, y'all. 82 fucking percent. This is on the books. This is known. Basic, basic Google searches, basic Yahoo searches, basic Bing searches, basic, like, you know what I mean? Check the records, check the marital records, census records. 82% marriage rate in the black community, right? What happened? A lot of people say it was when welfare happened. And they brought in that new deal and they tried to bring in all those social programs and those social programs took the place of black men in the home. Black men in the home had to be removed from the home many times for them to take the checks. And she talks about how in the white community, they never made the fucking white farmer man leave the home so that the home could get subsidies for the farm to grow and get new plows and seeds and to be able to do business, to be able to grow and expand the farm, get new animals, get livestock, etc. They never made the man leave the home. They never came to the home to do checks and make sure the man wasn't staying there. They didn't do this on farms. They didn't do this to white people. This is shit Candace Owens talks about. So it's crazy to me that people don't ever bring those things up and talk about how she's ignoring racism. Like, let's have real honest conversations. And the fact that people can get in fucking newspapers and political columns and quote unquote be unbiased but then spew this nonsense and not be fair is fucking ridiculous it's fucking ridiculous and it just shows how little we actually listen to one another and that as somebody who hasn't really taken the time to pay attention to a candace owens reads this article and maybe has just seen clips and blurbs of candace owens cut by people who want to make her look like shit then they would believe this they would believe this in a heartbeat you got to take the time to listen to a Three, four, five whole interviews of Candace Owens. Hear what she's saying. At least five. Give her at least five whole interviews. Hear what she's saying. Hear her whole spiel repeatedly again and again and again. Question it. Question it against what you know. Question it against what you don't know. Look up some things that she's talking about if you're not sure about them. Do the research. Do the knowledge. Know the ledge. You know what I'm saying? Know what but you about before you jump off and start running off at the yip yap. Know the ledge. Shouts to my dudes, Blue blue Pill, Red Pill, and Majesty. Know the ledge media, man. Know the ledge. Understand what, you about to, what you're getting into, what you're about to start talking on. Like, this is, this is disgusting, and I hate that this is mass for journalism these days. So Candace Owens regularly talks about those things. She talks about the absentee fathers. She talks about the fact that black women chose to get checks as opposed to take the men back in their homes. As opposed to having men in their homes and working together to get through get through post-slavery, post-Jim Crow. Fighting for civil rights. Why don't we just continue to fight together? No, we're going to remove the men 
for the sake of getting a check. In government, there have been government reports on this. Government groups have done reports on this. They were shocked that the women continued to take the checks for extended periods of time and never brought the men back into their home. Department of Finance, etc., has done reports on this. They were shocked that black women, by and large, continue to take the welfare, the subsidies, the food stamps, etc., instead of bringing the men back into their homes and allowing the men and them to work together to build up financial independence for their children. Financial freedom for their children. Allow them to see a team working together to build up for them. No. They kept the checks. Men had to sleep in their cars. Men had to hide their stuff when they would come and do checks. This never happened on the farms. Candace Owens talks about this all the time. It's fucking ridiculous that she doesn't get more credit for the stuff that she says to try to save the black community. It's really not fair. I, I disagree with a lot of shit Candace Owens says, but I'm not going to sit here and let this dude fucking play this game. And we got to stop this. Okay, second, fathers who... The article continues... Second, fathers who do not live with their children are not necessarily disengaged from their lives. There are many factors to take into account before filing a missing person report. Many other black fathers are non-custodial parents, stepfathers, and adoptive fathers. For that first group, non-custodial fathers, we know that they often fight for their right to time in their children's lives but face barriers in court. According to a 2014 study, non-custodial fathers are more likely to visit and spend time with their children than unmarried non-custodial fathers of other races. But they must contend with the stereotype that they are absent black fathers when they enter the courtroom. Courts have had a long time bias against black men, forcing them into the sole role of financial contributor rather than active father. Further, non-custodial fathers in poverty have additional factors working against them. According to a Fordham Fordham Law Review study, 75% of them work less than full time, 29% are incarcerated, and 43% aren't high school graduates. 39% have health problems, and 32% have been unemployed for more than three years. If we really care about fatherlessness, we will start seeing non-custodial fathers and support them to be their best. Amen. Where are the programs to help these men, the ones that need to get jobs when they come out of jail, the ones that need job training, the ones that need basic academic training because they didn't get it at the right time. And no, it's not society's a thousand percent responsibility to take care of these things. You are a grown man and you should know what you need in your life. But there also is the, if we want society to be better as a whole, what are we as a society willing to contribute to do to make the society better as a whole? So we got to balance that between personal accountability and what we are willing to do to make our society better. As for another group, stepfathers, 24% of black men are stepfathers. That makes them the most likely to be stepfathers across all of racial groups. Mothers-only households have been in a decline. Blaming us is an old tactic. I would love to say that blaming black people for the results of racist and rigged economic, social, and political systems is new. It is not. This type of gaslighting goes back to at least 1842 when Reverend Charles Colcock Jones wrote the religious instruction of the Negroes to provide a compensatory logic for white slave owners. In that work, he characterized blacks as proverbially idle, proverbially idle, improvident drunkards thieves and worse so pretty much that we sit around we're lazy we don't get anything done we're unproductive etc
etc etc it is a remarkable fact that a large portion of those marriageable age remain single especially in the free states where the support of a family is difficult this fact has been considerable bearing on this, their state of morals hmm yeah, it's not a nice way to talk. Anyway, he wrote that during the time when all of the structures of America were geared to dehumanize blacks and remove all of their right to self-determination. Then, like now, he didn't blame the structures he benefited from as a white man, but on some cosmic supernatural black deficiency for which blacks were to blame. He wrote in multitudes of families by both precept and example, the children are trained up in iniquity taught by their parents to still to lie to deceive nor can the rod of correction induce a confession or revelation of their clearly ascertained transgressions virtue is not cherished nor protected in them parents put their children to use as early as it is possible and put their discipline mainly respects omissions and their discipline mainly respects omissions of duty in the household moral delinquencies are passed by and that discipline owes its chief efficiency too excited passion and consequently exist in the extreme of laxity or severity they oftentimes when under no restraint beat their children unmercifully mm -mm -mm. very interesting article very interesting article. I mean, I agree with some of the stuff that the article says about how media portrays us, but I also think that there are issues that we're pretending don't exist, and that's fucking not helpful at all either. Like, there, it's it's not black or white. It's very much gray. There are fucked up fathers out here who need to do better. There are huge media narratives that aren't helping the situation because those narratives are not only believed by people outside of the race but people in the race and that doesn't help because you have fathers who think well if i'm a deadbeat anyway why even try you have mothers who think that their father the men that they sleep with are going to be deadbeats anyway so they might as well just be single mothers and just find a mate or get in vitro fertilization etc so it's a messed up situation all around so, yes, the media contributes, society contributes, but there is a serious component of black men that need to contribute and do freaking better. We got to do better. We got to step up. We got to reclaim our narrative. We have to make people see us for who we are. Don't just tell people to see us. We have to do the work of being seen as well. It is our responsibility. We have to take up that mantle as a collective and as individuals to make our families better, make ourselves better, make the people around us better, and then make our communities better, slowly but surely. That is our task. That is our call. We can't just leave that up to anybody else, just like you can't leave teaching your children or educating your children up to anybody else. And even if your child is on the team, you can't leave them learning the fundamentals of playing whatever sport it is up to anybody else, or if it's chess or painting soccer or singing etc there are more there's much more time that needs to be put in that the coaches the school the teachers etc the mentors the guidance counselors can't provide and that is our job to fill in those gaps and to be that people and to be seen for that work is beautiful and that will happen when that work is consistently done and it is so it is done at such a large clip that it is undeniable we 
are responsible for that. And we will make that happen because we are powerful. We are strong. We are capable. Black men, I love y'all. I salute y'all. We going to be all right. We going to get this done. We going to get this work. It's your boy, Phantom Fuego. Please continue to like, share, subscribe to the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Wednesdays and Sundays is where we get to it. You know how we do it. It ain't nothing to it. Thank you guys so much for liking, vibing, rocking with the show. Whatever platform you on, Anchor, salute to Anchor. Spotify, shout and much love to Spotify. Pocket Cast, Radio One, Radio Republic. Please. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, like, share, subscribe, hit the bell, hit the heart, tell a friend to tell a friend, share it on your favorite social media platform, let people know what your favorite episode is and why, share this out with anybody you know who needs this powerful message, continue to donate, paypal.me slash phantom fuego, p-h-a-n-t-m, p-h-u-e-g-o, or at Venmo at Phantom P H A N T M dash Fuego P H U E G O dash forty two the number four the number two. Love you, gang. This family is the greatest family in the world. We are so blessed, so great, so abundant, so living, so alive, so alive, so alive. Yeah. Check out my song, So Alive. It's on every streaming platform. I bring them back from the dead. You know what I mean? I ain't playing. It's my way of the highway. We elevating. Take, time with the, take my time with the waves. Hella patient. Because when you're trying to drive the lady, get hella flagrant. <laughs> but yeah, man. It's your boy, Phantom Fuego. P-H-A-N-T-M. P-H-U-E-G-O. And you have now tuned into the news, views, previews, and reviews with just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Ooh, ooh. Love you, gang. See you Wednesday. Deuces. Shout out to the fathers, man. Ladies, stop playing. You got a man. You got a hubby. You got a father figure. Dude doing his thing. Stop playing, man. Show that man some love. Turn the lights out. Turn them lights down low if you like the lights on. Get the work. <laughs> Love, y'all. Peace.